time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm the Games Master. Hi, I'm Jesse Rohanberg. Hi, I'm Xavier West. Hi, I'm Grace Lyons. And welcome to Organise Fun, the board game podcast, where this time we've been playing Kids on Brooms. Now, before we start, those of you with ears will notice that Mark uh, isn't joining us for this one. Uh, unfortunately, he's unavailable. He can't commit to a full 20 chapter um, story. So we're going to do this one without him. Are we having fun yet? So normally it would be down to a guest, but because we are online and we are working from the book, I'll just read the blurb. Kids on brooms. You pull your wand from the folds of your cloak and its glowing blue end illuminates the door in front of you. The entrance to the banned book section. You watch as the copper snakes twist and turn around the lock that keeps students like you out. But you've been left with no choice. Your barn owl hoots softly upon your shoulder as you raise your wand to the knob and whisper the unspoken word. Kids on Brooms is a collaborative role-playing game about taking on the life of a witch or wizard at a magical school that you all attend. A place full of mystery, danger and thrilling adventure. From dealing with strict professors to facing down mythical beasts, players will get the opportunity to ride brooms, brew potions and cast powerful magic as they uncover the incredible secrets their school and its inhabitants hold. Built using the Any Award-winning Kids on Bikes framework, it's a rules-light, narrative-first storytelling game perfect for new players and game veterans alike so yeah there you go it said it on the back basically it's kids on bikes but with magic isn't it what's not to yeah. like <laughs> absolutely well, well, times fun equals progress so just like we did with kids on bikes we had to start with sort of like a, a world building session that involved lots of questions where we we build the school and the world that we are in my first question to you guys as kids on bikes veterans did you find it easier this time around like were you sort of prepared you knew what sort of questions you might get asked or how did you find it I, yeah i thought it was easy having done kids on bikes sort of yeah knew what to expect um and just sort of made it easier to a little bit easier to come up with things um it's also i mean just in general the material being much more familiar having never grown up in america or the 80s but uh, you have grown up in a magical school in milton Keynes bus station <laughs> that's where you came from <laughs> yeah far from the truth um having you know read those books uh and seen those movies you know mm. much more familiar with this sort of uh, this kind of world um, and the details and things that sort of make it real that helped a lot I think it did and we should have known what was coming but I did not prepare enough and immediately went blank with pretty much every question you asked and I will be editing some of those in do not worry <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's traditional at this point to ask you to edit them out so I'll do that <laughs> yeah I won't <laughs> um, I quite like the world building sesh just because it's the easiest part for me like all the questions are just given in the book and so I just have to make a note of the answers um, but I guess Pat I agree with you in the sense that because almost yeah it, you're in fantasy world where you can have anything you're not thinking in the constraints of 80s America or wherever we were last time it doesn't matter if what you say is completely ridiculous because magic <laughs> I think that's going to make it harder this time around because I mean I've already found in the first session that it, you know it's like, oh yeah I can just use magic or I can just fly um, yeah, I think, and maybe that makes it difficult for you because it's kind of like, okay, well, 
you know, I'm setting up some scenario that needs to not have an obvious way of being resolved, maybe to force us to try some, you know, extravagant magic roles where it's kind of... I guess, but then similarly, if the magic can work like that for you, then I can make it work for me. I can just be like, sorry, there's a magical shield on this, or sorry, there's a counter counter spell, you know, like... Really easy then. (laughs) Yeah, I can just bend the rules however I want to counter whatever you say. Because <laughs> magic and I'm in charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. My first question goes to you, Moo. Our school is called... Hollyfirth. Bunty, our school, the school of Hollyfirth is located in... Um, Milton Keynes. Patrick, mm. um, how does Hollyfirth manage to say, stay secret whilst in Milton Keynes? Uh, it's disguised as a uh, disused bus station. Moo, over to you. Who, who is the head of Hollyfirth? Roderick Pendergast. What is Roderick Pendergast best known for? And it can't be for being the head of Hollyfirth. <laughs> um, he was in the Olympic dressage team. Patrick, one of the school's favourite like pastimes is a combination of blah and blah. Um, let's go for a combination of water polo and what would make water polo more entertaining, more magical? Sea monsters. You polo ride sea- the monsters, like <laughs> playing polo in the water on your Ooh, sea yeah, dragon. Maybe like sea serpent, water polo. What is the best subject at Hollyfirth? Um, I don't know. Is it? Does it have to be magical? Well, I suppose not. But we are at a magical school. You see, if I'm like, oh, maths, <laughs> it would be illusion class. Pat, what's the worst class at Hollyfirth? Oh, um, botany. It, who's the most famous past, like, ex-student of Hollyfirth? Ooh, that would be Barry Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> He invented the self-flying broom. A major event that happened at the school was? Um, probably the scandal of 78. <laughs> what, 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 are we allowed to know what the scandal, or is that the mystery? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no one quite knows for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How was Hollyfirth founded? Ooh. Um, well, given Milton Keynes was built purposefully in 1950 or whenever, the magical community figured they, you know, should get with the times and uh, to go along with this sort of perfect... C- city of the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's going on at Hollyfirth? The potions master and flying coach are having a secret affair. <gasps> The headmaster and the um, sports coach are genetically engineering super polo monsters. (laughs) (laughs) The founder of the school is still alive and held captive by the uh, head of the school. Professor Pendergast, somewhere in the depths of the school's basement. Potions is taught by one Professor Barnaby Spud. Okay, Transformations teacher is Professor Juno Frigg. Magical geography is Ms Merriweather. She's a divorcee. 
so obviously the same goes for your character creation uh you know we still did the same questions for people you know positives and negatives and people you don't know etc etc but this time you had to choose like your magical stuff like your wand and your broom and your little familiar which gutted in today's session i completely forgot all about them it's just pat you mentioned yours <laughs> with the ferret run but i nearly uh, what i what mentioned what was his name benny hollows spilling yeah i think what i what, what i decided in my head but forgot to say was that it was his familiar that had knocked it over or something like right yeah what his familiar was going to be in my head he was maybe a bit of a like a neville longbottom <laughs> situation you know, some yeah i think i'm gonna have to make a real effort to um remember to include the familiars because i guess the idea is that they're always with you right they're your animal yeah. companions mm. yeah yeah i've got to remember those and yeah but that was quite fun the coming up with those as well it it also did remind me a little bit of that craze a few years ago when that website about those books came up and you could make your own i'm fairly sure we can say i'm fairly sure we can mention them that's true <laughs> we're not on the bbc <laughs> but that's i don't know that raises a good point though doesn't it because people playing this some people will want to set it like some people want to play harry potter which is partly yeah. why you know this is is so satisfying is because you're sort of reliving the mm-hmm. uh you know fantasies as a kid of like ah oh, yeah if i went to hogwarts like what familiar would i have what you know mm-hmm. one would i have all this kind of stuff um, yeah some people will want to be and i guess maybe where we are slightly harry potter adjacent <laughs> <laughs> lots of similarities but i don't know i guess you can you can go either way with it if you want to set it in that world you can yeah because i don't think there is a there's not an official harry potter rpg is there as far as i know i don't know, I don't know. there's the website i mean it's not like it's not like not like a formal game with rules like a rule and, book and stuff yeah. Yeah, I think. there was a period i think on it or something similar where you could where you went through hogwarts and stuff all right our internet was not good enough to support (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough I quite fancy a phoenix's feather, but I like the idea that the phoenix's feather could burn up at any time, and it's like a bit of a risk. Cherry one with a lion's mane core. Cherry lion's mane. Yeah. Could be your mane. She's going to turn up. My familiar is... Frederick the Ferret. I've got Odin the Otter. Maybe I'll, I'll just have a little, a very sleek raven called, I don't know, I think Penny's a good name for a raven. Xavier has seen you at your worst. How did he help you overcome it? Um, I was having, I had predicted something horrible and was having a really dark existential crisis and he cheered me up with his wacky pranks. So that brings me on to the main, this is going to be quite a quick episode because obviously a lot of it we've just covered for Kids on Bikes. You know, a lot of it is very similar. But uh, surprise, surprise, the main difference is the magic. And um, so the way it works, obviously you've still got your um, six skills, brain and brawns and flight and fight and charm and grit, um, but they can now be applied to different types of magic. And and how it works, there's tables in the book and you describe what you want to do with the magic and that generates like a difficulty based on how long the spell how big the spell how easy the spell etc etc and that's because obviously I whatsapped you a copy of those tables but for kids on bikes other than just knowing grit charm fight whatever blah 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 I never really had to consult the book but each time like I'm not going to be able to learn these each time one of you does a spell I'm going to have to be consulting the tables I think for that like do you think that's limited I guess how do you feel about the the magical element being slightly more structured than just do a flight check 
I quite like it. I like that there's a proper risk that it could go wrong. Mm. Yeah, because I think very much the other types of checks, the non-magical ones, are just down to my or the games master's sort of discretion. You know, you roll a dice and I decide in my head based on some arbitrary number whether that's enough for you to succeed or not. Whereas this gives you a definite score. You needed at least 15 to change the logos on the team robes mm. uh, and you you failed it. I guess well, yeah, I mean, I, I like the system. With that one, it was, I don't know, I guess I was just trying, like, okay, if I make something quite difficult, I don't know, it, it seemed kind of arbitrary to some extent, you know, it was like, oh, well, do I decide that, yes, I've done this before, or no, I haven't, mm. like, what fits best with the story? And I kind of went with something that was more difficult because the spell I'd done before was quite easy. I don't know. Yeah, and I go through, you'll have, you'll be able to refer back to stuff you actually have done. Mm. That's true. And it, That's true as well, kind of, yeah your character's experiences and things as well with kids on bikes some stuff was arbitrary unless you happen to have decided you were skilled at something yes so being able to say um, like pat was oh i've opened a few locks because i'm a mischief maker and it's like a really small scale easy spell you can give yourself more or less of a chance based on what your character is likely to be able to do yeah and i guess if we remember so like now you and pat both know the burns ointment and bunty you are now proficient at uh, divination with chris you can you can drive that and you've just reminded me something actually and i can't remember how often it happens but you can you can update something on your class schedule uh to show that you've learned some stuff i believe between do i do that do that at the beginning of the next session or yeah maybe oh we can take i've written on mine because i forget these things that at the end of each session we can take up to two marks for classes that we've done i guess that's going to be potions for us because that's all we've done today yeah so maybe then let me oh there wasn't a class schedule sheet was there in the book i think i just had that so maybe if but I just see this is what I mean I don't understand so what happens when you get some marks on it do you just become better at that do you get a bonus at it or something I guess maybe you could treat them a little bit like adversity tokens but relating specifically to that lesson or to that activity yeah it must okay be. well I tell you what why don't Bunty you have two because you did double divination and then you guys just get one potion each because you did a single potions lesson we'll work that out listener we can we'll factor that in <laughs> going back to the magical test element just there's a little bit of disparity because like in the book okay so this is the steps you describe to me what you want the spell to do fair enough and then I determine the type of magic so I say you know that's going to be brains magic or that's going to be fight magic or whatever fair enough but also it's down to me to calculate the difficulty of the spell but for the experience that's down to you you have to tell me whether this is a spell that you've done many times before or whether it's one that you've witnessed or inexperienced you know what I mean like I suppose to some extent I could be like okay well that's definitely not something that you would have learned at Hollyfirth but if you say oh yeah but my my dad does that all the time you know like there's a little bit of a crossover of who who narrates that part or who decides that part yeah yeah, yeah. I think it just has to be flexible doesn't it yeah and yeah you have to well I think we you know you and and us as players have to be flexible in terms of yeah if if yeah if you say something's not possible or we, you know we haven't done it before then fine but maybe try and like be a bit firmer on other points just so we have a chance <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it depends i mean if you're about to do something that completely messes up my entire story plan then i shall be oh weird this spell has a difficulty of 40 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I did realize I might have shot myself in the foot by making my magic like prophecy because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, mean? like, I, I made a prophecy in class. Could have said anything. Was it relevant? <laughs> but no. that's, a, that's a real gift for me because anytime I need an idea for the story, I can just be like, Bunty, make a prediction. <laughs> Bunty cool. has a vision. <laughs> as long as we need to we decide whether it's going to be an accurate one or not. <laughs> That's the thing, it doesn't always need to be accurate, right? And it can be, I don't know, tangentially related or, you know, taking either face value or not. It's more like symbolic. Requires. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the prediction that you made today doesn't mean that has to happen today. What that, that kid might fall off his broom in 25 years time. <laughs> <laughs> Still claim it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Chalk that one up. I wonder, as, as, the, as the prophecy pair, the oracle, like, would you get a feeling or would you never know that it's come true? If like 20 years down the line, this kid had a broom accident, would you be like, oh, ping? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think that was the case. <laughs> Excellent. Ah, oh, there's a, uh, a back door, I think, into the um, like a service entrance into the arena, round by the broom shed. Um, so I might go and see if I can get in. I think it's normally locked, but I might see if I can magic it open. And it's something I've cast once or twice before. It's going to be instantaneous. Uh, I have a tiny area of effect, so it's just acting on a lock. Um, and I mean, it could the thing could be unlocked, but it's not going to happen naturally. It's not just going to spontaneously unlock. So I suppose that's unnatural in that regard so that gives it a difficulty of five it's gonna be a brawn thing okay so you roll your brawn dice but then you also roll just a d4 as well for right. magic spells let's see let's see if we can force the lock uh yes i've got a 10 okay cool well the you know the lock pops open you are inside it bends the rules of reality sort of but it's a small it's a tiny effect because you've got a little crystal right so five six it's going to be a few minutes seven and you've cast this right eight it's got a difficulty of eight and it's going to be brains i'm just gonna are you doing are you aiming to change one cloak or all the team's cloaks i was gonna see if i could change them all okay in that case so Hang on, I'm going to go for bending the rules of reality. Yeah. Um, I guess it's going to be big, isn't it? Bigger than a person, smaller than a classroom. So that's 10. You want it to be instantaneous. Oh no, you want it to last. It's got to have maybe like at least an hour so that they're wearing them when they leave. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So that's 10, 11, 12. And have you done anything like this before? Well, we did a similar thing in, like I say, in in transformation. Um, So, but maybe this this is like a witness thing rather than a okay. I have done so this myself. It's going to be a difficulty of 15 Ooh. and it's going to be um, I don't know, probably brains. Okie dokie. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all I've got. The, just the magic element is the is the bit that's new, isn't it? So shall we launch into some magical fragging? Let's do it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Moo, you can start us off with fun. Four. Because, <laughs> got I any don't comments to quantify that really does. It's <laughs> really four. enjoyable, but probably not quite as good as things that I would have given a five to. Fair enough. Pat? Yeah, four. I don't remember what I gave kids on bikes, but this this ranks a bit higher. But yeah, I mean, uh, again... 
not not quite a five, but yeah. Kids on bikes got fives and fours, but I didn't write who gave what. <laughs> okay, this is like a high four. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bunty. Um, yeah, four. I liked the uh, session zero where we made everything up, and it's got off to a good start. But obviously, we haven't delved in yet, so it can't be a five yet. Fair dues. I'm also going to go for four, just because for me, there's a little bit of extra pressure to make it. Like, I don't want to rehash anything that happened in Kids on Bikes, you know. So I've got to try and sort of keep it new keep it fresh um and that's going to be an extra layer of not stress but an extra sort of thing to think about i guess when i'm planning future sessions so there you go well so so always have the get out of jail card of any time you can't think of anything you can just be like oh no a serpent's escape (laughs) (laughs) suddenly bad magic has happened Oh, I'm going to miss the Russian accent. Yeah, yeah. No, no big Russian conglomerate this time. Well, you know, there could be some exchange students, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, do you want to start us off on replayability? Uh, sure. Um, three, maybe? I mean, well, I, don't, I think we had this argument last time. Well, not argument, or discussion. It's like an RPG, how do you... Surely the replayability has to be five. Yeah. In some ways, I guess if you like the theme. I don't know. I think if, if you know, after Kids on Bikes, after how many sessions of that we did? 20. 20. That was a good number. I think it was the right number. Um, I think it would be similar for this, you know, at the end of it, it would be fun to move on to something else. Well, the next one is Teens in Space. <laughs> uh, Bunty, what do you reckon for replayability? Um, I think it's got to be a five because we're basically replaying Kids on Bikes and I'm well up for it. I was leaning same as Pat. I was going to go for three, just not because of any issue with it but I guess imagination wise like you said about the the 20 sessions how much could I keep coming up with new stuff it's always going to come down to someone is going to be doing some evil horrible thing and you guys have got to stop it like how many different variations of that can there be I suppose but then it's the same for anything it's the same for like spy movies or action for you know there's always going to be a villain I guess it's just how I don't know maybe I'm like doubting my own creativity or whatever you know but I think I would run out of steam if this kept going forever and ever and ever. Have to be. It could be more like slice of life, you know. Just <laughs> things what happen. An RPG where you just live your normal life and you go to work <laughs> and you make your dinner and <laughs> yeah. And everyone would be under the games master's like iron rule. Right, you. What happens? Um, could I could I do something fun and interesting? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Moo, what about you? I think for the reasons above, it in theory is infinitely replayable, but probably, yeah, you'd run out of steam or like setting up a new one takes a lot more legwork than some games that are more replayable where you just get out of the box and go. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got to do some maths now. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 13. 3.75 for replayability. There you go. Right. Uh, Bunty, your turn to start us off with aesthetic. Which again is a difficult one, isn't it? Because I've got the book and you haven't got the book. But uh... well, the character sheet seems fine. Um, I'm not <laughs> quite sure where to write everything. Um, but yeah, like seems fine. Seems fairly workoutable. Solid three on the basis I haven't seen the pictures. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm also gonna go for a three just because it's a book in it. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, you know, how, how jazzy can you get? It is perfectly functional. <laughs> Me. Also a three. Yeah, it's, it's nicely laid out. As, as Bunty was saying, not enough space because I've written all the stuff we talked about like, around it. All over the mm. back, yeah. My character yeah. sheet is neater than my last one, so maybe mm-hmm. 3.5. <laughs> yeah. And actually, actually, yeah, I'm justifying my three because I know I just mentioned it, but it's saying that the class schedule is like a big part of it, but there's nowhere in the book that has the class schedule. I had to go online and download that. Oh. And that's a bit bit of a obvious thing to have missed out, I would have said. But uh, Pat, aesthetic for you? Also a three. I don't have any other reasons that have not already been said. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then on to gameplay. I'm going to start us up. I'm going to go for a four um, just because, well, we're familiar. Well, I'm familiar. We're familiar with the uh, the six skills that we need to test. It's really simple rolling the correct dice at the correct time sort of thing. Um, just like I said before, I think the having to consult the magic table is probably going to potentially become a bit of an onerous task each time having to right what do you want to do okay that's going to be this this and this and this but i guess we'll i will get quicker at that uh, as we go along but that's why it's a four for me move also for yeah similar reasons it's it's fun to sort of do it and sort of move it as we want it's a fairly straightforward means of gameplay but the yeah the tables may uh add a bit more thinking there may be more stuff to think about in this one than there was for kids on bikes mm-hmm. but that's not yes. necessarily a bad thing but we'll have to get used to it again yeah yeah, four. I think uh, I think the magic adds a lot, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's good. Bunty, mm, what does gameplay include? I guess just like how easy, how smooth it, smooth of a ride it is. Might go for three at the <laughs> moment. What a bitch! I know. Well, setting up um, because you were running us through that and asking the questions and helping us with the character creation, so that went quite well. But I think that's more that you were guiding us through it, and I could do with a turn card to remind me like like having the familiar like what do you want to do can you use magic what's your familiar doing like boom, boom, boom. oh yeah that would be really helpful mm-hmm. maybe I'll make one for you all because <laughs> that would be useful for me because I know I, I did it with Pat but some you know like it was only as an afterthought like what do you want to do oh do you have your broom you could just fly up there you know like having to constantly yeah. remember that magic is a is a factor in this one and that you yeah. have these tools at your disposal and like do you need anything to do them magic or like you can't just fly you have to have previously said that you've got your broom and stuff but I mean you did have it then but yeah, yeah. what do you have with you you've Where's got your... a teddy bear <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely <laughs> going to come in handy I seem to remember you definitely have a teddy bear Flash um caused me to be ridiculed but you know <laughs> okay so that gives it a frag of 14.5 which is respectable it's mm. you know solid one uh kids on bikes incidentally just because I've still got the same note book 16.6 so Bex kids on bikes came off better but I think I prefer this we're just really generous with kids on bikes (laughs) maybe don't forget we had Mark's scores as well on that one with the true maybe we're just feeling a bit harsh today but no I enjoyed it the standard has been set high I think that's it it, now we're more critical Um, (laughs) because we sort of 
know what to expect. But I would, right. I would have thought this should be higher than mm. kids on bikes, just from the first two things. Yeah, done. I mean, I'd like to think that we we're all going to be a little bit smoother, a little bit more comfortable with it, sort of thing. And like, I've changed slightly the way that I've made my notes just to make it easier for me to not get lost with the story. Although it did happen, um, I'm trying to think if anyone went majorly off piste. Yes, Patrick breaking into the um, into the arena wasn't I had not counted for that <laughs> but everything else was was pretty much following what I'd got so far um all right well it comes to the question win win or not which I guess we're gonna have to do slightly differently without Mark so I guess we'll just democratically put it to the vote was kids on bikes a win I I reckon it was kids on bikes was a win yes so moo win or not definitely a win Pat yeah definitely a win kids on bikes was a win and this I think this is more familiar territory than kids on bikes so yeah double win Bunty definitely a win also I am definitely saying a win as well just because it's fun it's a chance to have a laugh isn't it uh you know we'll see how silly it gets (laughs) later (laughs) on down the line um cool well that makes it it's been a while since we've done an actual game episode there's been lots of minisodes and we finished kids on bikes and an ancient episodes etc etc so it is 7331 to the gamers there you go cool 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 well i've been phil i've been mariel i've been patrick i've been bunty i paused there that was a bit because i wasn't sure if we're doing character names and it's like oh else did okay (laughs) sorry oh my god ruined the whole episode and remember (laughs) non-relinquum in arca aperculo you can find us on facebook at organized fun pod you can find us on twitter at fun organized thanks for listening bye ludophiles bye Where's the school slag? Fuck's sake, Bunty. Now's the time when we stop. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>